It was September 2013. I'm lying in a bed. My four-year-old granddaughter, Brielle, <clears throat> is next to me. She's just started her life. And on the other side is my husband, Paul, who is doing the work to transfer into what comes after this life. My sister, Molly, is sitting in a chair in the room. We're all silent, just trying to be present. The phone rings, and someone calls me away to attend to it. And Brielle scoots over next to Paul and talks to him quietly while my sister listens. I have been silently grieving since December 2010, when Paul was diagnosed with a malignant brain tumor. The doctors told us that he would probably not live longer than 18 months. But we decided to live, to take every day as a gift. And Paul rocked it. Me, not so much. Fear and dread were my constant companions but I tried desperately to just speak about hope with him. That night, as we are standing around Paul's bed, chatting, my sister tells us what Brielle had said to him earlier that day. She said, Grand Polly, that's what she called him, Grand Polly, I love you. I've had so much fun with you. You played Play-Doh with me, and you made any kind of animal I wanted, and you taught me to, to paint and to draw. You let me ride on your back, horseback, and you pulled me in the sled. I'm really gonna miss you. I love you so much. As we're talking, my daughter notices that there are tears coming down Paul's cheeks. And I realize that he can hear us. Even though he can't communicate, he can hear what we're saying. Just like the nurses told me. So a few nights later, I build up the courage to tell him that his family is all here, that we love him so much and we are gonna miss him terribly. But we know he has to go. And we're gonna take care of each other and we're gonna be okay so he can go. And Paul's always been cooperative. That night, he stops breathing. And by the, by the time Brielle wakes up the next morning, 
his body is gone and her parents tell her that her beloved Grand Polly has gone to heaven. I am unmoored and lost in feeling like I'm underwater and I can't quite tell what's going on around me. But I have this, this horrible sense of relief, which I feel really guilty about. And I wonder how I'm going to ever get through going back to work and doing the normal things that people do. But I take one step and another step and I keep going. And a couple months later, I find myself visiting my son and his family and taking a walk with Brielle. She's seen a dead mouse on the sidewalk and wanting to check it out. Wanting to stay and watch. And I say, watch for what? She says, watch it go to heaven. I say, oh, Brielle, when people talk about somebody going to heaven, they're really talking about the spirit or the soul, you know, not the body. This, this mouse isn't going to float up to heaven. And she says, well, where did Grand Polly go? And I say, well, they took him away before you woke up that morning. Well, where did they take him? Well, now I feel like I'm moving into some dangerous territory because kind of um, full disclosure, my son and his wife are the kind of parents that edit out the sad parts of a Winnie the Pooh book. But she's asking me the question, and I'm grandma. And so I say, well, Grand Polly wanted to be cremated, so they took him somewhere to get cremated. And predictably, she says, what's cremated? And now I know I'm really going to be in trouble. But I say, well, they take the body and they put it in an oven and they get it really hot and they burn it until the only thing left is ashes. And she says, what are ashes? Tell me everything you know about ashes. So I say, well, I, we talk a little more about what ashes are and we go on and then she says, does everybody get burned when they die? I say, well, no, some people choose to get buried in a box called the coffin. And she seems satisfied with all this and I'm thinking about how much trouble I'm gonna be in. And we get home and we're eating lunch and she says to me, she says, Nam, she calls me Nam. Nam, when you die, 
are you gonna choose the oven or the box? Her mother's jaw drops almost to the table as she says, oh, you are so not taking her for a walk again alone. We all laughed. And when we laughed, I felt Paul's spirit inside me. And I knew he'd be with me forever. As time goes on, my grandchildren have been my therapy. They bring me back from the abyss by asking me to do something for them or with them or to read to them or play with them. And when I'm with them, I am in the present. And I laugh Paul's belly chuckle and I feel joy again. Thank you.